guys, welcome back to Honey in the Rock episode 49. I'm Sophie and today I have Miss Brooklyn on. I've talked about you in a couple episodes. Like I'd be like, oh, with my mentor Brooklyn, like mm-hmm. we talked about this or in the one with Matt. I was like, oh, Brooklyn said this one time. But now here you are. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just going to make this is Brooklyn. <laughs> um, so we met the past couple months um, and we've read this book called None Like Him. Um, by Jen Wilkin, and it's 10 Ways God is Different from Us. And honestly, I normally don't choose books out of the cute ones because I feel like that's not always, like, she sent me a bunch of options when we decided to meet. And normally I'm like, if it's too cute, it's probably not, like, like might not be deep or detailed or whatever. But this one is a cute one, and I was so excited when we started reading it. And then also it's saying, like, talking about attributes of God. And so it's like, um, this about God and this about God. And I kind of went in, like, we already, I already know some of this, but I really liked this book, how it just like went in better detail mm-hmm. of them. So we're just going to be sharing some things we learned from this book, like one thing from each chapter. Um, but I do encourage you to read it because I think it was a really good read, especially if you can read it with somebody. Because um, at the end of each chapter, it has like reflection questions and then you got to go over them and it brought up good conversation. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for and having we're just going to dive right in because it's probably going to be a little longer. Um, so first, mm-hmm. what is a little bit of your testimony? Just so people can get to know you a little bit. Okay. So like she said, my name is Brooklyn. And um, I think just in a couple of words, my mm-hmm. testimony is that God is faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saved when I was eight years old. Yeah. And God has just um, just been so faithful before and after. But um, since then to um, just protect me and um, yeah. just really... Um, help me guard my heart and my mind yeah. from just the things of the world. Right. And um, so I just grew up loving him, loving his word, yeah. and um, went to seminary. And I moved to Greenville um, right after that. Yeah. So that's when you and I met. And now we're here. Yeah. And she's pregnant with a baby girl. Yeah. So I'm so excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so first chapter was about um infinite and it's like the god of no limits Mm -hmm. and i think what first came to mind with that was just like yeah like he has no limits and then once again as we got into the chapter and as i was reading it and then going over the questions with you i was like oh whoa how like i'm so limitless Mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm not but then as i read how like he has no limits at all i'm like oh wait look how i am Mm -hmm. um so first um, and then I'm going to be sharing some quotes from the book. So don't, it's not me quoting this, it's Jen. <laughs> so don't think I'm coming up with some of this. Um, but the first question is, how have you attempted to take measures of God or what limits have you placed on him? Okay. So I have personally attempted to take the measure of, of God and asking him for feasible things in my life. Um, not miraculous things as we know he can do. Right. And so I limit him, you know, by expecting him to be limited by systems put in place by limited people. Right. Um, sometimes I limit him by treating him like a regular person instead mm-hmm. of my Lord and Savior. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, in the part of the chapter I really liked was it's talked about how, how like our limit limitations are by design and whether we spend the remainder of our lives denying or embracing this basic truth. And that, like, that's what makes all the difference of how we love God and others. Um, and so 
I, through this chapter, I realized how limited I was and how limitless God was and how that like forced me to put my more dependence on God mm-hmm. um, and take that like dependence off of me because he's fully dependable mm-hmm. and fully limitless. And so instead of me trying to do all the things, putting limits on him, but also like me trying to go past the limits that I have available mm-hmm. to myself. Um, okay. So the next one is incomprehensible. And that's just um, about the God of infinite mystery. And so um, it, this chapter talked a little bit um, from 1 Corinthians 13, 12. Um, but how does the knowledge that God cannot be fully known make you feel? Hmm. Okay. So it really just the thought of it makes me feel so many different things. Um, just a few positive and a few negative, negative right. things. Um positive is I felt eager and hopeful and amazed I just you know as I was reading this as I just reflect on the character of God I just long for the day when we will see him face to face yeah um and as far as the more negative feelings go Mm -hmm. um sometimes I feel inadequate and sometimes I feel powerless but to some degree those are healthy feelings um when we are when we have a right understanding of God is versus who we are yeah um for me just like realizing that we're never gonna know all of him like there's still gonna be mystery in it mm-hmm. it kind of makes me long for him like mm-hmm. long kind of like what you said just like long to know more and it's also kind of comforting in the way of like if we can know everything about him if we if nothing was a mystery of god then what makes him god then mm-hmm. he's just like us mm-hmm. because eventually like we could find a lot about each other that we pretty much know everything there's not much mm-hmm. in secret um but like for God, like if there's mystery in it, it makes me want to chase it a little bit more. And it also comforts me knowing like, oh wait, you are God and I'm just a girl. Um, and so something the book says was one day we will see God more clearly than the earthly reason now allows and more extensively than his works and words currently reveal him. So now we know him in part and one day we'll know him fully. Um, even like how we're fully known mm-hmm. one day in heaven, we'll get to fully know him as well. So I think that was really cool. Um, okay. So chapter three talked about how God is self-existent. Um, and so that's just like the God of infinite creativity. Um, and so uh, this kind of talked about a lot of different things, but if he's so creative, creative, and we can see that in the seven days of creation, but also just like in everyday life, how, we all look different how all these things like how creative how different and um, he is in that and then he is also self-existent like he wasn't created by a human he mm-hmm. he's just been there um and so how does recognizing god alone truly creates um free you to embrace human creativity without sense of pride it honestly takes the pressure off mm, of yeah, creating you know it reminds me that I'm God's creation and you are right. God's creation. And we're right. stewarding yeah. God's creation. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, you know, nothing new exists. Right. God has created everything. Mm-hmm. And so I can create in, to honor God instead of right. creating right. to make a name for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the quote that I chose from this one was find freedom in knowing that your human creativity is an echo intended to inspire worship of your creator. Mm-hmm. And so instead of doing it for my glory, doing it for his glory and being like, look, this is the God who created me mm-hmm. also, you know, can work through me in that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like that. The quote I chose yeah. along with what you thought as well. 
Okay, so the next chapter talked about self-sufficient, how um, the God of infinite provision. So um, why do you think it's important for us to recognize that only God is self-sufficient? Mm -hmm. Part of the constant discipline mm -hmm. of the Christian life is remembering God's rightful place right. and making sure we don't elevate anyone or anything right. else above yeah. him. And so when we let ourselves begin to believe mm -hmm. that anyone else is self-sufficient, leads to a bunch of other problems right. like pride or idolatry and right. i mean as we discussed the book week mm. to week we were finding those things within ourselves right. um and just confessing those things and, yeah. um continually being amazed at mm -hmm. um how good god is yeah i agree and like to see that he has no needs mm -hmm. and we have a lot of needs mm -hmm. and so just like what you're saying just like to be quick to confess those be quick mm -hmm. to realize those um yeah and like we would we would talk about it like oh i struggle with that oh i'm seeing that in my life and um you said something that reminded me of oh having the right understanding of who god is mm -hmm. i talked about in the humility episode a couple weeks ago just when i have the right understanding of who god is i'm gonna have the right understanding of who mm -hmm. i am and that's gonna not let me go into a prideful way because then i'm like wait he has no needs he created this earth, he's this and this and this. Mm -hmm. And I'm just your girl, you know, like I need him. Um, and so I think that like helps make a lot of sense to me, but mm -hmm. he's just like self-sufficient. Like I need a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> I would not survive with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And just realizing that he like can just do it on his own. It's just like, whoa, you're God and I'm not. Okay, so eternal, the God of infinite days. This one was one that I went in being like, yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. I know you're eternal God. <laughs> I know that you're there forever you were there for like okay mm -hmm. we get it um but once again i was quickly humbled as i started reading um ephesians 15 i mean 5 15 and 16 says look carefully then how you walk not as the unwise but as the wise making the best use of time because the days are numbered mm -hmm. um and so jen wilkin talked about how to do that in three ways um one was letting go of the past Two, let go of the future. And three, live today fully. Um, and that just is like in the way of trusting God mm -hmm. with our numbered days. Mm -hmm. um, and he knows our days are numbered. And he knows how we should use those numbered days better than us. So how are you aware that your days are numbered? And then does that level of awareness affect the way you worship God or the way you love and serve others? Yeah, as I reflected on this chapter, I looked really looked inward and mm -hmm. determined that I'm somewhat aware mm -hmm. of my numbered days, but there's plenty of room for improvement, right. as in so many of the things that yeah. we have learned through mm -hmm. the whole book. Yeah. Um, it could definitely impact me more, but to consider that my days are numbered really helps me worship God and love others because it reminds me of what is eternal and what is temporary. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, when we're focused on temporary things of the earth, our focus mm -hmm. is not on the things of God, right. and we won't worship as we should. So um, that's just something think yeah over the course of our lives that we can continually right grow yeah. in. yeah that's really good i think when i realized that my days are numbered was when our friend my, my friend passed away that was just like oh wait okay we're not invincible we're not like we need help mm -hmm. we need god just like we've talked about in other chapters mm -hmm. but here like oh wait one day it will be the end either you know he takes us home or he comes back and takes us um and so like i think that made me very aware that my days were numbered um 
but I don't think that immediately affected how I worship God mm-hmm. until more, more recently. Then I was like, wait, if my days are numbered and I like, there's no time for me to joke around. There's no time for me to be like, in college, I'm going to start being serious. Mm-hmm. Or when I get married, that's when I'm going to start taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I need to take it seriously now. Um, and I need to worship God the way he deserves or attempt to worship God the mm-hmm. way he deserves um, now. And so I think that like when I quickly realized that my days were numbered, but then it took a little while mm-hmm. later um, for me to be like, oh, wait, I need to start worshiping. Okay. Immutable, the God of infinite sameness. Um, something the book said in this was just as my assurance of salvation rests in the fact that God cannot change my hope of sanctification rests in the fact that I can. Um, and so that was just good. Whoa. Okay. Um, so that was one thing I bracketed Mm -hmm. in the book. Um, so how is the knowledge that God does not change, um, reassuring to you and how it, and then also how might it caution you as well? Yeah. So to have a question, God's immutability, right. His infinite sameness is reassuring in my life because my fickle feelings mm. don't change him. Right. Um, so the, like this world is so fleeting, and, right. but it's encouraging to know that God is the same and he's always good. Right. Um, but it's also a caution to me because I'm just like any you know person and driven by fickle human right. feelings. Mm-hmm. and desire and yeah. I can project that onto God and use it sometimes as an excuse to even sin and yeah. so I have to be aware and careful of that and yeah. make sure I confess and repent if I get into that temptation right mm-hmm. for me it's like really comforting that he's the same oh yeah that he's always the same today yesterday and what like forever that's really comforting because I am always like like we were saying like my feelings and my moods are always changing and so it's really comforting just to have this God who is just steady and the mm-hmm. same um and so that like provides me a lot of comfort and then also when you we were talking about this how you said like about the feelings I was really like oh like I didn't realize that like on my own reading it but then when you brought that up I was like oh wait that is something like realizing how like I'll use my feelings to describe how God is or mm-hmm. um yeah, like this is who God is because this is how I'm feeling, but that's just not true mm-hmm. um, because my feelings are always changing mm-hmm. and God's word is not. So that's really good. Okay, omnipresent, the God of infinite place. I think this one I was, I probably felt comforted in like, oh yeah, we've talked about that growing up in church, mm-hmm. but I think I was still kind of confused because I was like the God of infinite place. I was like, what does that mean? Um, so I really enjoyed reading this one. Um and just like it talked about, like, we can't outrun his presence. Mm-hmm. Um, we can just stop running from him, abide in him, sit at his feet, mm-hmm. like, rest in him. Um, and, like, learning that our Savior is near to us. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with someone who's a non-believer, and they were just talking about, like, well, there's this faraway God, probably. But when I was able to explain, explain my relationship, it's like I have this personal relationship where, it feels like God is close to me. Yeah. Now, obviously, sometimes that's like, where are you, God? But it's really me that I need to just go back to him. But um, another thing, like, I need to stop running from him and sit down and abide in mm-hmm. him and just rest. Um, so is feeling distance from God always an indicator that something is off with your relationship? And what factors might prevent you from feeling close to God, even if you understand on an intellectual level that you are? Yeah, so this question really relates to the last one in yes, the last I, chapter. Yes, I thought so too. 
Um, so similarly to the last answer, my right. feelings are fickle. They don't accurately reflect right. God's relationship, mm-hmm. you know, with me, just like you said, right. me or you feeling distant from God is not an accurate assessment right. of, right. of our relationship with God mm-hmm. because God never leaves. Right. You know, right. like he says in his word, he will never leave us or forsake us. And, yeah. um, he's always there. So mm-hmm. if I feel distant, it's because of something in my own heart. Right. Right. Um, but there are a number of things that could prevent me from feeling close to God, right. you know, besides j- just sin or, right. you know, something like that. And so like even hormones yeah. can lead us mm-hmm. to, to For feeling sure. distant from God, guilt yes. from yep. not That's engaging, mm-hmm. um, in the disciplines of the Christian life right. as much as we should. Right. Um, if you don't read your Bible for a week, you can feel guilty mm-hmm. and that can right. make you feel distant, distant. from That's God. Good. Yeah. And then really another big one is comparing yourself to others. Mm. When I compare myself to others, that leads me a lot of times to not feeling close to God because I see, oh, well, she's really close to God. So, you know, what what am I doing wrong? Or, you know. That's really good. Yeah. And and all of those things lead to, we're probably walking away, we're doing these things, but God is still standing right Mm -hmm. there, you know. Um, And that's when it goes into the infinite place. He's just near always. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes it feels like we're far because of the things you Mm -hmm. said. That's really good. Okay, omniscient. How do you say that? Omniscient. 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 Normally, if I'm alone doing this, I'm like trying to figure out how to say a word when I can't just ask somebody. I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what I mean. Um, So the God of infinite knowledge. And once again, I keep saying this, but this one was like, yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. He knows everything. He Mm -hmm. created it all. So if he created it all, he knows it all. So then that even means he knows my feelings and the depth of my heart and my sins that sometimes I'm not even aware of yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And so how does having information at our fingertips, a blessing, and how might we take it to better use to glorify God and bring his will on earth? Yeah. So it can be a blessing in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. but one that I specifically thought about is that it's just giving us different perspectives, Mm -hmm. which are just so helpful in a lot of ways. Um, We can use that knowledge to help others. Um, I think just as people in 2023, we can do a better job of Mm -hmm. seeking out information more selflessly in order to help others and honor God. And so it's just so easy to ask us, like right. the, you know, like the question says. Right. And so we don't, since it is so easy, we don't always consider how we can use it to mm. help others right. and, um, and honor God. Yeah. Um, so, but when we do obtain information, we but we then become responsible right. for stewarding it well. Yeah. You know, responding to it well. Yeah. And so, um, I think just a short answer to the question would be as Christians, we can bring greater glory to God mm. if we put action to what we learn. That's really mm-hmm. good. Um, and so it's like, it though something that she says in this book was like, God knows all things, not because he learned them, but because he's their origin. Um, but going back to like having finger, having information at mm-hmm. our fingertips all the time, because we all pretty much have phones and mm-hmm. we can just look up whatever we need to immediately. Um, and I think, that it can't won't always be a blessing if you're not using it well um but it, you're right like it can be a blessing it can draw us closer to one another because we can like i can learn oh you're really interested in you know this thing so i'm going to look up and learn more about it so then when we're together we can talk about that more mm-hmm. so it can be a blessing in that way but also the ways you shared um but then 
yeah, it also can be good or bad, but I think that it's very possible to use it in a good way. But something that you shared when we were meeting was something about like um, some of your old church, like call someone else to ask a question. And it's like, I'm sorry, I should just look that up. Mm-hmm. But the power of like, no, it's actually really cool to talk it out. So I think sometimes since we have so much information available to us, we're not always willing to like ask other people questions or mm-hmm. ask for help in that way. It's like, I'll just look it up on my own. Um, but just sometimes like learn the balance. Like sometimes it's okay to just call a friend and yeah. ask them a question. And I think that um, will draw y'all closer mm-hmm. in a way, but then also, you know, make them feel needed um, mm-hmm. a little bit too. Mm-hmm. But just that like, sure, we can try to learn a lot, but God yeah. um, ultimately knows it all. And so I think sure. that's just comforting to know. Okay, Omnipo- omnipotent, omnipotent. Oh my goodness! Why does it look? <laughs> why is this spelled like that? Doesn't look like it's spelled all that. That's me. Yeah. Okay. Words are weird. The word that she said <laughs> is the infinite um, power, and um, so the God of infinite power. And so, what personal experience do you have of powerlessness? Um, and how did that teach you humility? Um, and then how might that experience motivate you to act on behalf of others in the power the Lord has entrusted to you? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, mm-hmm. I have somewhat recently moved to the area. Yeah. And um, when we were talking just through this chapter, yeah. I shared that that really my move was the last major time I felt powerlessness right. um, for a couple of months following the yeah. actual physical move. Um, I just felt like the DMV's timeline yes. controlled me, yes. and um, I just felt powerless mm. to different entities, right? You know, with whom I had to work, and right. so um, I really just felt like I was doing everything everybody told me, right? Um, in yeah. so many areas, and it showed me that no matter how much I plan mm. or try to have power over my life, I, you know, I really don't. And I mean, at the end of the day, the DMV does not have power right. over me. The, you know, the Lord, right. the Lord has infinite power, but, right. um, it can help me that experience just reflecting on that and moving through that yeah. has really helped me yeah. be able to see, um, people who are going through transitions, whether right. it's just life changes mm-hmm. or big moves or total relocation, right. like one country to another, mm. I can do a better job of loving them right. and, um, pointing them to Christ even by just reaching out to them right. during the transition. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Um, there was a lot of ways. Like, I think especially after I read this chapter and then was just, like, thinking about it for the next couple of weeks, I think I realized um, there's a lot more things that I'm powerless of than I have power over. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, like, I used a couple of examples of just, like, sleeping over my alarm mm-hmm. or, you know, studying really hard for a test and then not getting a grade. Or, like, little things like that. Um, but then just needing, like, oh, wait. I don't have that. Like, yeah, I have an alarm clock set. I overslept. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm power, like, you know. And it made me feel powerless. Because mm-hmm. then I was late to where I was going. And I had to apologize. And I had to, like, fix things. And so then I was like, oh, wait, I'm powerless. And I think, like, we live in a world where there are people who misuse the power they have. And so I think sometimes when I hear about, like, oh, God has infinite power, it can be, like, so scary. because we see people in a sinful world that abuse power. Um, but just knowing like he has limited power, but he also has unlimited goodness. Mm-hmm. And so like he really is out for um 
to grow his kingdom and the goodness of mm -hmm. his kingdom. And so as Christians, that's what we want to. We want to grow mm -hmm. his kingdom. And so knowing that he's powerful, but he's also good. And I think that those are two things like you might not put together, but it talked about in the chapter how those two things go together. Like he's a good God mm -hmm. and he's also fully powerful God. Mm -hmm. And so that's just like, he's good. So he's going to be looking out for us, mm -hmm. but also it's going to be good for the kingdom. And he's also powerful. So he's all up. So I really liked how it talked about yeah. both of those words together. And because like, I think it can be scary to think someone has all power over us, but then realizing it's a good God who does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the last chapter, which she really hyped up, we kind of laughed about it because yeah. she was like, this is the best for the last, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was like, oh, gosh, that's good. <laughs> um, but it was just about um, sovereign, the God of infinite rule. Um, so how does the fact of God's sovereignty comfort you personally, and how does it shape understandings of the miracle of salvation? Yeah, so this question, or this, um, really this chapter, just encompasses all the all the other ones um, that we've talked about up yeah. to this point, but just, it's comforting to me personally, just knowing that God is in control, mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, God always gets his way, right. um, and that's really more comforting than anything, mm -hmm. um, that no matter how much I try to control things, right my fickle feelings right. and you know all these things God's plan prevails mm. and so that really has shaped my understanding of the miracle of salvation yeah. in that I know there's nothing that I could have done right. to save myself mm. and I could not have controlled my fate like I yeah. still can't no. control my right. fate and if I had it would have only been destruction right and right. which is only one outcome and mm. that just gives the illusion of control right and right. so I think part of being a person is a lot is having to deal with the illusion of control that right you know having right. a having unlimited access mm. to all the knowledge in the world yeah. on my you know phone right um come you know what that comes with yeah. and so but god chose me to save mm. even though he knows the depths of my heart the right. worst things about me yeah um and that's really just a miracle right that even though he yeah he has unlimited power and control but yeah. he still chose me yeah i I really liked when we shared with each other about that last part. Like, he still chose me in the miracle of salvation. That's why I chose this question to ask you here because I was like, oh, wait, yeah. Like, because how I took it was like, oh, which was probably also like, it wasn't, there's not really a right answer. But how it shaped my understanding of miracle salvation was just like, yeah, he's God. He can do it all. And then how mm -hmm. you said, like, he didn't have to. And he chose me. He knows me better mm -hmm. than anyone else. He knows mm -hmm. more than even I know myself and he still chose to die for me and just like, whoa, it's such a miracle. Mm -hmm. um, and so what I, the, cha um, the quote I wrote from this chapter was just that God is in control. Control lies at the heart of what we must understand when we speak of a sovereignty of God. And so, and then you talked about the control of that too. Um, but just to like be comforted by that he's in control mm -hmm. and how, like you said, his will is going to be done and how that's actually a good thing oh, yeah. because he knows the full plan. Mm -hmm. And if he knows the full plan, then his step-by-step -step is going to be better than mine because I don't know the full plan. Mm -hmm. um, and probably the times that I would have chosen something to go differently, like, oh, instead of that happening, I would have chosen this to happen. Mm -hmm. But now I understand why God chose that to happen. And it's like, oh, I'm so glad that I'm not in control, mm -hmm. um, even though I realized I think I have a control problem. <laughs> so now I'm like, great, we can work on that. Mm -hmm. But just realizing that, 
to comfort and depend on him because he is angel. Mm -hmm. So um, that was just like a little summary of the book of what we learned um, and just some questions from it. But so I hope you guys enjoyed it and got some things from this. And thank you for coming on yeah. and thank you for doing this study with me and yeah. coming on the podcast. Um, it was a very special time. And then we would do, she would ask me accountability questions at the end. Um, and my favorite one was at the end, like it was like 10 questions or something. And it was like this, 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 and this. And then the last one was like, okay, did you lie about any of the answers you just gave me? And I'm like, no. Um, that was kind of funny to me mm -hmm. because then that would be awkward. Like, okay, we're just talking about lying and how I didn't lie this week, but not as lied to you. Um, so, but thank you for being here. Yeah. And thank you guys for listening. Bye.